Are you kind of wondering with today's market situation and everything that's going on with interest rates and property prices, what's happening to flippers? Well, today's guests are Don and Rick Lewis, the Lewis brothers. And these guys are some heavy duty flippers based in beautiful Ontario, Canada. And we're going to have a great conversation talking about the pros and the cons of the flipping business and what they're up to in today's environment. So gentlemen, welcome to the call. Thank you for having Thank us. You. My pleasure. All right. First things first, you guys, you grew up together. You're working together. Looks like you both, well, I don't know, you're wearing caps right now. You might, but I think you both got, from your pictures, you both got full heads of hair. How do you make that all work, you know, being so family and working together? I'm always curious about that. So, I mean, very quickly, Don and I, growing up till probably we were about 19, I was probably 19 or 20. Uh, we didn't really do much together at all. We were not close. Um, Is there a big Don, age gap or you just work uh, close? Three, three, years. three years. Don was more uh, school, studious, kind of good kid. <laughs> We'll leave are you calling studio. your brother? Are you calling your brother a nerd? Is that what I'm hearing? Is that the? Pretty. Yeah, yeah, I was. I was a bit of a nerd. Uh, but yeah, we got into it by uh, getting into construction. Um, okay. Don's a very, very talented uh, carpenter. Um, I consider myself a talented carpenter as well. And we just started doing high-end renovations uh, in very nice, prosperous neighborhoods in Ontario. Uh -huh. And uh, we just uh, really enjoyed that. Awesome. Yeah. So how did how did that turn into doing your own flips? Because big. Big leap going from getting a paycheck for doing it for other people to coming up with the cash to do your own flip. So how did that happen, you guys? Uh, do you want to take it? Or, no, I mean, it's actually, it really came, it's kind of two things. Came a bit of frustration um, just with clients and demands on their side. And then creativity was a big one. Um, Don and I went to school for architectural technology. And we've always been very creative when it comes to building and designing stuff. So just having the freedom to be able to design things and have that total control over a project uh, is probably one of my favorite things about what we do. Mm -hmm. Nice. Yeah. So Don, what I'm always curious about this because I love the marketing side of things. What are you guys doing to find deals? Do you, do you work with a lot of wholesalers? Do you create a lot of your own deal flow? What, what are you doing to find properties that fit your criteria? So our primary way of finding these properties is we do a lot of paper advertising. So like we send out flyers and we do the Facebook and Google, Instagram, and some Kijiji, just all the digital platforms as well. But on average, we sell, we send it about 45,000 flyers a month. Wow. Different regions. Mm -hmm. And then we have a miscellaneous, probably, I think it's about six, five or $6,000 in, in digital marketing. We put it every month as well. So that's a major operation, you guys. So, you know, best guess, what's the kind of volume of properties you're flipping on an annual basis? In the past, it's been on average, we look for very specific deals. We do turn down quite a bit of deals. Mm -hmm. um, we're not huge into wholesaling, but on average, we typically do between 12 and 12 and 18 flips a year. Depending on the year, you know, 2022 was a good amount just because the market was good. This year has been a little bit lower just because things have been all over the place and we have to make sure that we're careful on what we buy. Yeah. So we have to buy for a really good price just to make sure we're padded at the end of the day for it. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense, especially in today's environment. So what 
has changed for you guys given the the current situation with the market right now we're at the beginning of october 2023 recording this uh things are a little bit tipsy-turvy what are you guys seeing with the market and how have you adjusted accordingly i think what we're what i've seen what we've seen in the market is there's a lot of confusion as to what a property is going to be worth in mm -hmm. three to six months mm -hmm. so we run off of fmv so fair market value to purchase to arv so after a renovation and we got to find that sweet spot in between doing a full pull reno to what people might call a hotel um, and all the, like everything gets analyzed to the best use and yeah. the best amount of money put into it. But it was in a bit more of a declining market. It's very hard to predict where you're going to go. So we have to really hedge that risk and make sure that our purchase price, some people do like that 70 cents on the dollar today. It's really more than like the 55 to 65 you have to buy really? wow. to that, that risk down the road. Just we we don't know what the end product, right? If yeah. we close on a house, you know, we or if we get a house under contract, by the time we're done our renovations, it could be you know five months from now, and a lot can change, especially this day and age with with what's going on with interest rates, with buyers. You know, we've had houses up, and there's supposedly all these buyers that are buying, but we've had one house up that hasn't sold yet. Yeah, we've had lots of people through it. It's the right price. It's just people are not sure what to, what's going to happen in the future, so they're holding off too. Mm -hmm. Plus, they're not getting a lot of people aren't qualified anymore for for financing because the banks have tightened up on that. So, yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely got to hedge your bets there. So given the fact that you've had to kind of go from 70 cents on the dollar down to 55 cents on the dollar. How how's how are those conversations going with sellers? And, and, you know, all um, <laughs> so what I've, it's it, all the years we've been doing this now, um, it started out a bit more about just finding the right price for a house. Right now, it's really identifying how to help somebody out and the problems that they're running into. Yeah. Uh, so a lot of what we do, the price is the last thing we talk about. A lot right. of people are in situations where they need uh, they need to get out just because they can't afford it. They have some equity built up. They got to go into a rental. So we offer first month, last month rent. We help them with finding places. Uh, we've got moving services. Uh, we pretty much anything possible we can to help somebody out from start to finish. When we buy a property is really our goal. And uh, we've got some really good reviews and a lot of people that I still talk to uh, this day from purchasing from five years ago. Just how you doing? How's everything going? And it's really important for our company that we have those values. The relationship is very important. So. so you're not you're not scalping little old ladies for their house and, uh... <laughs> and, and typically what we are looking for is we're looking for houses that are very 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 rundown. Yeah, yeah. We're not looking for the you know like the we have a scale of like you know a scale of one to ten. We typically buy stuff that's you know well below five. Mm. So like we need to put a lot of money into it, and these and these sellers typically understand that you know I understand where you're coming from with the price because the house is really rundown. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, hey, if you guys don't mind, just so we can paint uh, a picture, if you could pull one of your recent deals to to mind and just maybe walk us through that, what the you know current market value was for the property, what you guys are able to get it for, what the seller situation was, that kind of stuff. Just kind of walk us through a, a typical deal, just so we get a feel for for what flipping looks like for the Lewis brothers. Which one do you want to do? We'll talk about the recent one we just bought, uh -huh. or maybe one that's completed. So it's got soup to nuts. So, eight well, so, so we, we bought one down in Toronto. I think it's the best. Oh, yeah. We're currently in the middle of doing the project right now. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it was a referral that was brought in. Uh, the market value, if it were to be cleaned up, would probably be right around eight seventy five. 
Yeah. Um, he bought it for 800 flat. Um, we gave them the opportunity. So it was cash in hand, close when you want. We gave them money for first and last. Uh, we helped them get into where they had to go and they could leave anything they wanted, which they did. Um, <laughs> so so uh, am I hearing this is kind of a hoarder house? Is is um, that So this was like a mild hoarding situation. Clean hoarder. No, yeah. <laughs> hoarder. Like Clutter what, projects ago we bought, we had 16 40-yard bins we had empty on one of our projects. Wow. That was like 29, 29, 29. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, that's like extreme hoarder. This was sort of like your everyday just lost control of they the haven't, house. They haven't done anything. They didn't do anything to the house in the last, you know, since 1988. Yeah. So oh, we're, so. we're putting about 150, 150 grand into Maybe it. Maybe just under. Uh, Don and I do majority of the work ourselves amongst oh. them. We have our rates come in and do plumbing, electrical, so on and so forth. But any sort of framing and stuff like that we're doing today. Mm -hmm. um, and the house is out by about six inches from front to back. So there's a lot of leveling, a lot of playing around. Yeah, uh, yeah. So yeah, 150 in, uh, we're planning to sell for about 1.1, 1.15, uh, possibly one, two. It, this is the whole thing is we have to have that barrier. It could hit one, two, it could hit one, one, but there's a nice margin in there for us with a, a good buffer to make some profit. That property didn't quite, it's not quite fitting all of our buying criteria, but it was something we really haven't done one in Toronto before. Mm. And it was kind of our entry into Toronto because it's a good neighborhood, good area, um, sort of the entry level project for us. Because Toronto is a very expensive market. Yeah. We're typically buying most houses we buy are typically in the four to you know four to six hundred thousand dollar range. Buying at eight hundred and putting you know you're into it for almost a million bucks. Yeah, it's a little bit more, but it's one of those things. It was also good to just get in and get in and try it. We should still make money at the end of the day. So. Yeah. Plus, I mean, a big advantage you guys have is you're in the trade yourself. You know, this stuff inside out, nobody's going to pull one over on you. you, you no. You've got it dialed in always to Sunday. So the sellers, it's, it was worth, you said, you know, fair market value is about 870. So you didn't get a hell of a discount on it. You gave them 800. They've been in there since the eighties. So kind of a free and clear situation. So it was, or did they yeah. have a mortgage on it or what? against it like they had some loans against the house that they had to pay yeah. um but what we saw was a large enough uh, potential for arv in the situation yeah uh, that we could see that we could force that appreciation had they gone and put twenty five thousand, the house would have been worth about 950 so they could have had that advantage growth but they just didn't have the means to do it so right. we really value based on that and that's where that fair market we sit down with you show you what it's worth why we're paying so and so uh, we also have to consider the private money that we use to buy the places. Because um, my next question is, where, where, are you yeah, coming, where are you coming up with the eight hundred thousands? Is um, so <laughs> that's actually a relationship that we've built over fifteen years um, yeah. with a lot of partners and our main financing person, where we are one hundred percent funded, um, like loan to value is one hundred percent. We can get sort of what we want within like forty eight hours to wow. buy any. Yeah, sometimes we'll even be able to fund the project and get all the rent of money as well. Yep. So there's no money out of pocket. That's but that's fantastic. that's that's what relationships and being in the business for six years? Six now. In, yeah, and flipping the business for six years. Uh, we'd also do a good combination of we love partnerships with mm -hmm. um, you know either passive investors or active investors. We also play passive investor with other active investors. So it's a whole sort of meld of everything all together. Mm -hmm. And every project for us is really specific to what's going to work best. For us and if we have partners join us and that's how we work those projects through yeah very very good so you got some cool stuff in your background there you guys explain that to me if you don't mind the curiosity is killing me 
Sure. Well, we have two companies currently. We have our Tritium Contracting, which is our construction company, and then our Lewis Brothers, which is our acquisition company. We are merging the two together this year at some point. Uh, but otherwise, the rest of these tags are pretty much our company and employee goals. What are, you know, just the high level goals, what they want for the year so that we can help our employees and our company grow. These are just a daily reminder for everybody. And how did you get the grass to grow on the, on the side of the, on the side? Lots of, the of water in there. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't tell me we were lying down. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> oh, very, very cool. You guys. Now what I had another question I wanted to ask you, which is um, around what your team looks like right now, because when we jumped on, you're saying your assistant's helping you set up all the te tech and all that kind of stuff. You guys sound like you're still very hands-on, swinging hammers on properties that, that you're working on. What does your team look like and how do you guys kind of divide up responsibilities? Like what, which lane are each one of you in? So I spend a lot of time on acquisitions mm -hmm. and then I come in and help on tools um, Don's really more in operations of the business. And then he, he has a project manager that he works with. And I have some salespeople that I work with. Very cool. So what does your acquisition team look like? It sounds like you got a machine going there. Um, so yeah, we have a front person who answers the phone for us and kind of takes intake. Uh, we work with a, a good CRM called Podio. So she fills out all the stuff that we've customized for certain things, whether uh, I'm going to take a look at step two, or she's going to kind of go say this isn't a lead worthwhile. Mm -hmm. Step two, I kind of run through and I analyze the deal. As my wife says, I spend more time on my phone looking through House Sigma and MLS than I do anything. And it's like 24 seven, I'm just analyzing areas and trying to know what prices are. Mm -hmm. And that's a big key to this is like, it's it's gotta be a lifestyle to be able to do sales and pick up properties because you gotta make decisions on the fly like really, really fast. Um, so knowing your areas and specific things that you're gonna target are very, very important. Uh, but then after that, we make our offers. Like we always like to do offers in person versus mm -hmm. over the phone. Yeah. It's a lot more personal. You can have a contract there and you can really feel people out. Yeah. And then uh, we get it signed and it's conditions are up to them on when they want to close and what they want to do. But it's a pretty straightforward acquisitions. Just there's probably about four or five phone calls and about 10 deals to analyze a day. Um, so okay, we've got I was going to ask you about volume because you're sending out 45,000 flyers a month. You know, whatever that comes out to, that's three or four thousand uh no forty five thousand a month yeah so that's huge plus the social media stuff plus all that kind of stuff so that's generating about how many incoming leads a day did you say so on average about three to four a day the mm -hmm. funny thing is most of them are digital but digital really is a funnel yeah. so you're capturing everything you can that says anything about a house or this or that then it has to go through a form online questions then it comes to something we're going to talk to them about mm -hmm. whereas a flyer is really like if you're going to call, we've had people with flyers held them on for like six months to eight months. Mm -hmm. And they're like, I've had this on my fridge for eight months. Today's the day I wanted to call you. So it's a lot, you're, you're, you're attracted to a lot more for online, but you get a little more direct personality with the flyers. Yeah. Um, but my, our cost per flyer per person is a lot more expensive. But the so, quality of the lead tends to be higher. Yeah. So it's, it's yeah. not like very smart because some people just scrap it all together. But at the end of the day, if it's profitable, keep keep doing it for sure. So what kind of market area are you guys reaching out to? So you got the 45,000 flyers a month going out. Are you whacking the same areas every single month? Kind of, kind of the old farming idea? Or are you kind of 
rotating around different market areas? So our digital kind of hits specific areas. You can do a lot more massive stuff and hit a lot more people through digital. So we kind of hit a lot of areas over and over. But flyers, we have a strategic thing laid out for the entire year, where they go, when they go. And that's all based on the last six years of data of yeah. which areas have worked and when they've worked. And we just keep kind of hitting them around then. But if you hit a person with a flyer every week in the same area, you're literally just throwing money away because yeah. they're just throwing it out until they're ready. So it's kind of like uh, you got to catch them at the right time, which you, you can't predict that. Yeah. But uh, the digital helps a lot with that because then we can start to see where things are coming through. And the flyers then start to target their line here. Uh, and we do, we do get the leads. I mean, we don't. I don't think we we are the most efficient with a lot of the leads because we're not wholesalers. We don't want to be wholesaling properties all day long like some of the other people will. So yes, we send out a lot to get fewer deals, but we're looking for something very specific. Mm-hmm. We're not just going to capture everything and throw it up on a wholesale list and throw it out to people. If we have something, we want to bring value to those people. If we're going to wholesale something, it's really going to be a deal for them to be buying. Yeah, fair enough. Now you might consider just selling your the the leads that you don't want without even bothering to analyze them all that much. So just you know, you guys are spending a, a ton of money yeah. on marketing. So I'm sure there are wholesalers out there that would be happy to pay for leads, even if they're not tied up, kind of thing. So that that might just be something. Food for I, that. I, Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'd be happy to sell them to them. So yeah, exactly. Not sure. Button down in the last two years because it was digital is like new to us. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're just starting to get some momentum with it. And it's really starting to come together. Yeah. Uh, so that's definitely something I would consider for sure. And would love to sort of further discuss. People. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Well, Hey, you guys, uh, fantastic. What you're up to. Thanks for sharing some of your insights, especially on, on what you're doing differently now that the market has shifted a little bit how you're still being profitable in a doing flips in a shaky market. That's awesome. So if people want to connect with you and find out more about the Lewis brothers, what should they do? I would say email us usually the best way. So it's info at Lewis, L E W I S B P.com. Fantastic. Hey you guys keep up the good work. This has been a lot of fun. Thank you. All right, everyone take care. We'll talk to you on the next episode.